welcome to Secondhand Obsessions. A podcast where each episode one of us brings a topic that they have been obsessing over. And we see if we can make the other hosts obsess over it too. I'm Julia, Julia Fisher. I'm Genevieve, don't yell at me or I'll cry, Jagger. I'm Ryan, this one is for the boys with the booming system, top down AC with the killer system. When you come up in the club, he be blazing up, he gets stacks on deck like he's saving up Morgan. Hi. Wow. Close, close should... the tab with super <laughs> lyrics. You should copyright claim yeah. that. I... I wrote it. Yeah, yeah exactly. You should yeah, copyright I heard, claim I heard that. some, some wee Nikki's kind of just like... That's why her name is Nikki, because yeah. she nicks stuff. Oh, yeah. little Nikki from the block. Oh my god, welcome back to Second Hand Obsessions. Episode four, the loop around. Yeah, I'm we're back at Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, hello. Yeah, so kinda... if you're just here because you like meeting people... Time to go. Yeah, no, <laughs> no new characters for the foreseeable future. Yeah, we'll do our best to develop our character arcs, but honestly, Ryan isn't a very well fleshed out character on his character sheet. No, it just says boy. I have one charismes. Oh, uh, but I mean, arguably, this is the beginning of series two of uh, Secondhand Obsessions. Yeah. Each three episode chunk will be a new series. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be completely new. For the end of the shifts. Year. We're yeah. going to have, you know, we've got a whole new team of writers. Stephen Moffat's involved in this series, so <laughs> get ready for some, some twists. Yeah, some twists, but then also a lot of plot threads that don't really go anywhere. So it's actually Stephen Moffat partnered with M Night Shyamalan. Oh my we god! We just honestly yeah. wanted to make. We were wondering if you could visually get whiplash. <laughs> yeah, so so watch out. Maybe I'm yeah. not the real Julia. And we're gonna queer bait as fuck as well. I'm getting played. Are right. Julia and Jen gonna make out? Who you? We Literally might, no answer to the question. We might be doing it right now. You can't see us. We're probably doing it on Tumblr. Go check I'm a very good good ventriloquist. What? I can speak while kissing. You can speak... What do you usually say? Oh, that's not for the podcast to hear. <laughs> Why would you say that into someone's mouth? <laughs> uh, anyway, I believe it's, it's your turn to present yeah. again, Ryan, as Yay. we have established. I do. What, what is this podcast about? Oh, well, I guess you'll find out. Yeah, Ryan's gonna, gonna... I'm gonna start from the script that Stephen Moffat has handed me. Hi, thanks, Stephen. And I today will be being played by Jodie Whittaker. Oh, cool. Oh, so Feminism. Good. Hello, I'm Jodie Whittaker. Wow, you do the Ryan voice so good. Yeah, you're... Yeah. I mean, it's as if the original voice actor for Ryan never left. <laughs> uh, ahoy, me mateys. Uh, hi. Ahoy. Have you guys ever heard of a little boy called William Bly? No. no. I've not heard of that little boy, Jodie. Please tell me more. <laughs> I forgot it was Jodie Whittaker for a second. <laughs> That's how method Jodie goes. Uh, don't worry. If not, um, because I'll tell you who he is. Oh, that's good. Today's episode is going to focus on the captain of a Royal Navy ship and the eventual fate of the crew. Today we talk about the HMS Bounty. Oh, cool. My favourite coconut-based yes. chocolate bar. The best chocolate bar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you don't agree... You're wrong. Uh, do you guys know anything so about the bounty? Uh, oh, was this the one where everyone went missing and nobody knows what happened? No. Was it okay. something to do with the Bermuda no- Triangle? Nothing. <laughs> was anybody else? I mean, I saw a tweet about this the other day, so, I mean, for all the people who are going to peep that I'm about to rip off a tweet. As a kid, were you ever stressed about the Bermuda Triangle? I feel like as a child, I was deeply stressed about the Bermuda Triangle. Like, why aren't we... Doing anything about this triangle that's a very specific they worked, shape. They worked out what it was though. It's just what windy. No, right? there's there's a there's a chemical in the water that um like demagnetizes the hold on. It demagnetizes But Googling the, is not podcast no, lore. It does something to the electronics in the air because there's a high amount of a metal in the ocean. 
in, in, in that, what, but in only in that spot. triangle? No, I, it's not an actual triangle. Why I think, only in the triangle? I think also it is one of the most busy shipping and flight routes in the world. Oh, sorry. Oh, bloody hell, break the fucking say fourth wall. Ryan, Morgan, get off the podcast. Say that again. You, uh, I feel like you just lost five podcast points. Yeah, no, you, you've... Insta- no matter what happens in the next few quizzes, you do yeah. not win. Yeah. Just and me and Jen. You just lost respect from us, you know, in video games when it's like, Jen will remember this. Yes. Jen will remember this. Yeah, Jodie Whittaker is definitely not coming back for another series. Yes. No. I, really I want it to be a man it. again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah bring I back want Matt it to Smith. be a white man. If it's not broken, don't fix it. Where's the man with the fez? <laughs> bring back him. <laughs> Any news on the br- this 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 metal in the air? How do you put metal in the air? That's uh, not how metal works. Uh, metal is solid. Yeah, I want Bermuda Triangle facts only. This episode is now about the Bermuda Triangle. Well, yeah. step funny. over HMS Bounty. Ryan, stop. Bounty gone. Oh, enough about the Bermuda. Maybe I'll do that for another one. Do you guys know anything about the bounty? No. Um. I was thinking about a different ship. HMS probably means Her, her Majesty's Majesty. ship. Probably yes. means that. Her Majesty's. Uh, so is the ship called Bounty? It means probably sailed. William Bly was there. He was. Yeah, I know from knowing you that you built a model ship titled the HMS Bounty. Oh. You know those little oh, what's the it's name? It's not that. It's pretty cool. Like, it's not the ship size. No, but like, what is the thing called? Were you, the model making thing? There's an exact word. Are you mean an airfix? Airfix. You made an airfix ship. Well, airfix is actually a brand of models. What well, was it? An air- oh no, you made a tomato, tomato, tomato. Tomaya do Tomaya. I don't. correct. A revel. You did a revel. Anyway, you built. Ship. Wait, wait, wait. Well, this was small. a revel and a bounty? This is a box <laughs> of celebrations. <laughs> Next right. you're going to tell me there was a Snickers. Yeah. I know that you built it, like a little one of it, and that it took you days, <laughs> days to do the yeah. little threads on the sails. This which is all... made it, and it had little paper flags. It did. How accurate is that to the real ship? Um, well, no, I didn't, I I didn't you... build the actual one. Oh? Uh, it didn't have paper flags. Oh? But it probably took them... You're not wrong when you say at least a few days to put the rigging on. Well, Um, let's hear about this rigging. Okay, the HMS Bounty, also known as His Majesty's (gasps) Armed Vessel Bounty. Mm. This means it's in the past because there wasn't a queen. Was a small merchant vessel that the Royal Navy purchased for a botanical mission. (gasps) The ship was sent... For plants? For plants? For plants. You're going to find out more about the expedition. Yes. Mm. Also for gin. What? You put botanicals in gin. So this is the ship that discovered pink gin and sent yes. this is 500 women everywhere. Gin. <laughs> uh, the ship was sent to the Pacific Ocean. Not the specific ocean, but specifically the Pacific Ocean. I'm glad you were precise. Under the command of William Bly to acquire <gasps> breadfruit plants <gasps> and transport them to the West Indies. Things are always going to the West Indies. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, to be honest, in the past there was three places. Yes. It was America, Africa, West Indies. Those <laughs> were the three places you could go on a boat. It was before we were like, oh, these are different places. Also, what is a breadfruit? Well, we're going to find What out. did we think of breadfruit? So, the bounty was originally the Collier Bethia, built in 1784 at the Blades Shipyard in Hull. Mispronounced oh. by me when I was doing this as hell. Oh, uh, Yorkshire Miss- in England. I have been to Hull. Is it like hell? I feel like it people make a lot of jokes. Great, about Hull. I must say, I went there. 
to audition for university and stayed in a hotel. And a hotel? A whole a hotel. Yeah, and then I turned up to the... It was more of an open date than an audition, actually. I walked around the university and was like, oh... I don't want to go here. No. <laughs> but they didn't pay me. They paid me to go to the open day because what? if you traveled over a certain distance, uh-huh. they didn't refund your travel. They just gave you an envelope of cash. How much? So they gave me like 200 quid, I think. <gasps> and I, d- I had pen- spent for train tickets and a hotel. Oh, I gave you a real so good like, Greg's. Yeah. So I had spent most of that 200 quid. How much Greg's is that? That's like. Bunch of pastries, well, cake, yeah. an oasis. At, at least, least one steak. It's bake. at least fifty pence for a steak bag. Yeah, at most Oof. a pound. Oh. So let's say seventy-five. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the cultural narrative around Hull, like I've never been. It was city of culture quite recently. But I, like I can't imagine it's as bad as I feel like I hear people say about it. Like I feel like Hull and Grimsby really get it. Well, Grimsby really named itself like that. Two hundred and sixty-six steak bakes if they were seventy-five pence. Oh so wow! For two hundred pence. That's if you hot. guys want to send us that money to try, I mean, two of us will not eat the steak bakes. So if you want to give Ryan two hundred sixty-six steak bakes, I'm maybe, I'm maybe. Jody, Jody, <laughs> ah, I maybe have a bite because I'm not a very good vegetarian. I am. Well, I'm the best vegetarian on the podcast. If you want to be precise, then send two hundred sixty. Sex point, sex, 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 seven to my PayPal. Just mine. Wait, two hundred. I thought you said it was two hundred quid's worth of steak bakes. No, I done two hundred pounds divided by seventy-five pence and got two hundred sixty-six steak bakes. Oh yeah. So they're sending you the steak bakes to your PayPal. Yes, please. So it was built in Hull, seventeen eighty-four. What was built in Hull? The Bounty, originally called the Bethia. The Royal Navy. Bethia. Mbathia, come here. <laughs> I want to build you. It's like no. when you, people say that um, uh, STDs sound like posh girls' names. <laughs> Chlamydia. Chlamydia. It's gonorrhea. Gonorrhea. Crabs. <laughs> Crabs. <laughs> the Royal Navy purchased her for £1,950 on the 23rd of May, 1787. How much do you think that is in 2020 money? What was the figure? In 1784, it was bought for... £1,950. I'm going to say around... No, sorry, sorry. In 1787. Around £4 Okay. Because this is roughly the same time as the Darien scheme. No, it's not. It's 100 years afterwards. (laughs) And that was about 100,000 and that was about 400 million. Okay. I might be getting those numbers wrong. I'm going to go 500 million just to be facetious. Okay. The equivalent of 308,000. Oh. We were both very wrong. In 2020. (laughs) What? It was only 1,950. So cheap. I mean, oh, 4,000 like for a boat. Equivalent to 308,000. So in 1787, that's like... That's quite a bit. Yeah, because also 300,000 is still like a lot of it's, money. That's less than the oh, price. Oh, okay, that's, okay. Sorry, I thought you were saying that it went up from 1,000 to 3,000. Oh, because no. my brain didn't process it's less numbers, apparently. <laughs> that's... 308,000 is less than the price of an Aston Martin. Once again, this is not a maths but, DB5, but more than the price of a Fiat Uno. But could you drive either of those in the sea? <laughs> Welcome to this episode of Top Gear. If Hammond loses, he has to drive this car that is a puff car that's a, that's what Tom is like right puff I've, car I mean again Ryan you're the only one beep beep puff car 
The Royal Navy purchased her for 1950 in 1787. They refit and renamed her Bounty. The ship was relatively small at 215 tons, but had three masts and was full rigged. After conversion for the Breadfruit Expedition, she was equipped with four four-pounder cannons and ten swivel guns. Wait, so they literally just went for some fruit? Yes. Breadfruit? So the Bounty... It's quite interesting because it, it just was a it wasn't a military ship at all. It was just like a little ship, and the navy were like, "Oh, that's nice and cheap." So they got it and then outfitted it with these guns just to be like, just be on the safe side because the navy are roaming about uh, to protect yourselves. But they weren't doing a mission that was like, "We're going to kill people to get this." Breadfruit reminds me of like 2000s internet when Weeble was a thing. Yeah, and they did that video breadfish. Mm. I feel like they did. It video also feels breadfruit. Very very neo pets. I feel like I fed my yes. Neopets a breadfruit. Yeah, I fed... Yeah. Oh my god, what was your favourite Neopets game? Mine was Termac Roll. Oh, I And liked, my sister was so good at Mirka Chase. It was insane. I liked the one that was like Brick Breaker. I can't remember what it was called. Oh my god, then you're not a true fucking Neopets fan, are you? I mean, I have What did played, you have? I have not played Neopets I had for... A, I had a loop called Snowstorm 2000. At least 15 years. <laughs> I hope Snowstorm 2000 is doing okay. Yeah. Hopefully she has not starved to death. Yeah. So, she was equipped with... Four cannons and ten swivel guns. Did she have any chub chubs? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, I don't want to like derail you into a Neo- Neopets episode. That's about Shep, not I took. I spent so much time on Neopets grinding in order to get away. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, like busting. No, <laughs> <laughs> working hard <laughs> to get. You know, you could get those paintbrushes that mm. would just change the look of your Neopet. So many fucking. To get a, I think I had one that was looking like a vampire. I managed to get a Christmas one, but truly my favourite one was the baby paintbrush. Mm-hmm. So much time spent uh, spinning the wheel of monotony. To be honest, you looking for a paintbrush that makes you look like a baby? Very much the brand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Genevieve. Don't yell at me or I'll cry. <laughs> Sorry, go on with your silly topic. Oh, right, okay. The Royal Navy had purchased Bethia for a single mission, which is quite a lot of money for a single mission, yeah. in support of an experiment. The acquisition of breadfruit. Uh, do you guys know what breadfruit is? Again, we've nope. really established that we know nothing about breadfruit. Okay. Breadfruit, also known as Artocarpus alitis, I probably said that wrong, is a species of flowering tree in the mulberry and jackfruit family believed to be domesticated, originating in New Guinea, the Molucco Islands, and the Philippines. Where's it taste? Jackfruit, will they be like making bread? I don't know. Jackfruit, will they be making fruit. pepperoni out of? So yeah. maybe it'd be the pepperoni tree. Maybe like a spicy thing, maybe. I don't think jackfruit well, itself is, is, is spicy. I know that they use it they, as meat. They put spices in it. I think it's got like the texture of meat. Tell anyone at home, tell us. <laughs> yeah, if please, you want, if you know. If you ever yeah. ate breadfruit. Humble botanist. I, I feel like if my mum is listening, she seems like someone who's eaten a breadfruit given that she's lived in most of, of the continents at some point in her life. Julia's mum, if you're listening, you can contact us on Twitter. You at can, you can just pod. phone Julia. Yeah, we, <laughs> no, 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 no. She's not talking to just Julia. Yeah. I'd like to know you as have, well. You have to tweet us, and as far as I'm aware, you do only have one Twitter account, which is your work Twitter, but you do have to tweet us <laughs> yeah. with your no professional private, Twitter. And if you no don't tweet message. us, that will be a signifier that you love Lottie much more than yeah, you. Yeah, do you want your sister's you, name in this podcast? You tweet her podcast all the time, don't you? <laughs> you should, uh, your sister have a podcast? Yeah, she's got a podcast. What's it called? It's called The Funkcast, P-H-O-N-K, and there's exclamation marks on either side. We could do a... a, a, a collab sometime maybe oh like 2000 2010 youtube yeah 
Mm. Yeah. Delicious. Let, let me Albie know. Zoella, played by Jodie Whittaker, voiced by Ryan. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyway. Not a Tory? I am not a Tory. So, they went for the acquisition of breadfruit plants from Tahiti and the transportation of those to the West Indies in the hope that they would grow well there and become a cheap source of food for slaves. Oh. Um... <laughs> But we're going to glide right over that. Sir Joseph slavery Banks... Slavery is bad. Yes, yeah, let's just put that in there so that yeah. they know. Slavery is bad. Sir Joseph Banks, who was an English naturalist, botanist, and patron of the natural sciences, had proposed the experiment and had recommended Lieutenant William Bly, Royal Navy, as a commander. Bly, in turn, was promoted through a prize offered by the Royal Society of Art. Up until this point, William Bly... Just a stupid little boy. Oh. Like, on a, didn't do shit. Was, was like, second mate and stuff to some people. And, and then at this point, this guy, Sir Joseph Banks... Didn't even have a best friend. That's probably so did. Was like... No, he's only no, he's second, he's second mate. mate. No, he's no best friend. Just a, no, no mate. And if you don't have a best friend, you have no worth. Yeah. Oh. If you don't have a best friend and you're the listener... So which one of us has no worth? And June <laughs> seventh, <laughs> uh, in June seventeen eighty seven, the bounty was refitted at Deptford. The great cabin was converted to house the potted bread fruit plant, and gratings were fitted to the upper deck, which was great. <laughs> William Bly was appointed commanding lieutenant of the bounty on sixteenth mm. of August seventeen eighty seven at the age of take a guess twelve. No, three. <laughs> 33, so you're not far <laughs> off. <laughs> um, after a career that included a tour as a sailing master of James Cook's resolution during Cook's third and final voyage, the ship's complement was 46 men, a single commissioned officer, which was Bly, 43 other Royal Navy personnel, and two civ- civ- civilian botanists. <laughs> On the 23rd of December, 1787, the bounty sailed from Spithead to Tahiti. <clears throat> now, this is where it gets spicy as a jackfruit. <laughs> For a full month, the crew attempted to take the ship west around South America's Cape Horn. But adverse weather prevented this. Bly then proceeded east, rounding the southern tip of Africa. And uh, what, that's a very yeah, long way around. And crossing the width of the Indian Ocean. What? Where's Tahiti? Tahiti's <laughs> in the, the Pacific. Okay. So you'd have to go around America or around Eurasia. Okay. But they initially started going one way yeah. and then turned around? Yeah. They saw a storm and William Bly was like... Because I think as a captain, he wasn't that confident. Like he, like I say, he'd done a few things. But at this point, I think he saw he a storm. He Yeah. So a storm and was like, oh, no, I can't control the ship. Also, I didn't know this. You know ship captains back in the day? Captains, yes. Didn't actually steer or do anything to the ship so they just gave the commands and they had someone who steered so they didn't ever grab the wheel maybe they did in an emergency I don't know I think I've seen Captain Jack Sparrow do that (laughs) actually (laughs) during the outward voyage Bly demoted sailing master John Fryer Replacing him with Fletcher Christian. Oh, bloody Christian. Do these names ring... I feel like they do, but I don't really remember any of the details. No, they don't. Because... Okay. I have to pray for this. This act seriously damaged the relationship between Bly and Fryer, and Fryer later claimed that Bly's act was entirely personal. Wait, what happened? I'm very confused. And Bly... Yes. ...demoted his sailing master, so his first mate... John Fryer. And we shouldn't have your best friend. Go on. And no. replaced him with Fletcher Christian. So he's got a new best friend. Okay. But 
what a fucking stupid idiot. They're in the middle of the ocean. Oh, so, so your ju- old best friend gets like he's still there. He's at the yeah, literally salty. He's standing at the other side of the boat and he's like looking at the new flirting on the sea. <laughs> salty. I'll get you, Bly. Um, Bly is commonly portrayed as the epitome of abusive sailing captains. Problematic. But this portrayal has recently come into dispute. <gasps> Problematic so, fame. throughout history, Bly has been... <laughs> it's like Doja Cat. <laughs> <laughs> the Doja Cat of the 18th century. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Um, you know in that, um, the Bob Dylan movie where they get all those celebrities to play Bob Dylan, but they get in them of all, like, races and genders. So, like, Kate Blanch- Blanchett plays Bob Dylan. Oh. It's like that, but Doja Cat plays... William Bly. I'd be Christian, down for it. Christian but Bale like Doja Cat, Doja Cat dressing continuously like Doja Cat does, but maybe out of like leather with a bit mm, of fringe, but mm. still like very much assless. And they've given her gels just to yeah. That would be kind of hot. Mm, Doja Cat with gels. Yeah. I would like. This is just a Doja Cat first. <laughs> I just said that Christian Bale was also in the movie, but I don't think he was. But I know that Ben Whishaw was. The boy who plays Q in the new Bond movies. Okay, and yeah, voice. Prove yourself. Paddington. <laughs> um, so Caroline Alexander. You. <laughs> are you paying attention? Because I'm going to quiz you. <gasps> Caroline Alexander points out in her 2003 book, The Bounty, that Bly was relatively lenient compared with other British naval officers. So basically, Bly throughout history was always thought of as being a right dick to his crew. Like, he mm. demoted that uh, John Fryer for no reason. He just liked Fletcher Christian. Hey, uh, Ryan? Yeah? You're going to get demoted as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Bly enjoyed the patronage of Sir Joseph Banks, a wealthy botanist and influential figure in Britain at the time. That, together with his experience sailing with Cook, familiarity with navigation in the area and local customs were probably important factors in his appointment. So, basically, they're out at sea, they're having a great old time, they're heading towards Tahiti, but they've rerouted, they're heading west instead of east. He's demoted his first mate, and I don't know if I've put it in here, he's very mean to his crew. He gave a man lashings. Of ginger beer? Mm, of the cat of nine tails <laughs> because he maybe it was Fryer I don't know maybe I'm just making that up and you're going to make this problematic fave an unproblematic fave fave you're saying he's good who is our who is our fave I don't, in oh, this who do I what do I who feel who do we like tell me what okay you I'm going to tell you now to like Fletcher Christian good okay. the new first mate okay so the, if okay. this was a film they would be like sewing in little details like oh here's a scene where he pets a dog yeah. and that's to show the audience that yeah. he's yeah. and then and then Bly nice. comes on and kicks the dog off a boat so we know he's yeah, bad well, yeah you know that those subtle undertones funny you should say it because there is a 1980s movie called The Bounty starring <gasps> Anthony Hopkins and Mel Gibson Mel Gibson Ooh, unf- a real problematic yeah, we don't like him but he plays Fletcher Christian which is really annoying I think that makes him now I do not like Fletcher Christian no you have to like I'm him. gonna be making my own reading of this text although I don't really think that there's good people in the this author story. is dead Ryan Long live the reader. <laughs> Roland Bart is my only first mate. Um, the bounty reached Tahiti on the 26th of October 1788, after 10 months at sea. Now, I know that at the time, navigation was like slow, but 10 months seems like a long time to demote your first mate and then spend time on a very small ship. I wonder how long you'd have to say... Nine nine sing nine nine balls of beer on the wall. You'd run out of beer. <laughs> that was such a weak joke. <laughs> Fuck's sake, please edit that out. So <laughs> you're uh, keeping again. it in. <laughs> Putting it in multiple times now. <laughs> Blind has crew. I guess spent... they would have been drinking grog. Jen, <laughs> do you really want this joke in the podcast? <laughs> Blind has crew spent five months in Tahiti, which was then called. 
greater height. Thank you. Uh, collect Is that just to hit you backwards? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's spelled O-T-A-H-E-I-T-E, Otaheite. So they spent five months there collecting and preparing 1,015 breadfruit plants to be transported. How did it take them that long? I wonder I if they were well, excited. Well, so when they got there, right, Bly allowed the crew to live ashore and care for the potted breadfruit plants. And they became... Social, I'm doing air quotes. Socialized to the customs and culture of the Tahitians. Is they that right? They got right, right down and socializing. <laughs> Many of the seamen and some of the again, this is in quotation marks. Young gentlemen had themselves tattooed in native fashion. Oh, that's much better than I expected, frankly. Mm. Also, I think they've omitted some details here. Oh. <laughs> Masters met an acting lieutenant Fletcher Christian married. Maimite, a Tahitian woman, others of the bounty's warrant officers and seamen were also said to have formed, air quotes, connections with native women. Why is this article so 12 years old? Even when you say married, how... So, who's, 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 so in the movie, Mel Gibson falls in love with this woman. And as we know, movies are facts. Yes. And Mel Gibson is a fact. And he f- fell in love with this woman. And he is like... I want you, tell your chief that I want you, and she goes to the chief, and she is the chief's daughter, and is like, he wants me, and the, the chief is like, no. How she feel about it? She, wa- she a woman. wants him. She doesn't, she doesn't have, she doesn't have feelings. feelings. Don't be stupid. Um, and then the chief is like, no, and then Fletcher takes her anyway. After, um... after five months in Tahiti, uh, the bounty set sail with her breadfruit cargo on the 4th of April, 1789. Now... Ladies and gents, this is the twist. Some 1,300 miles west of Tahiti, near Tonga, mutiny broke out <gasps> on the 28th of April, 1789. Viva la revolution! Despite strong words and threats heard on both sides, the ship was taken bloodlessly and apparently without struggle by any of the loyalists except Bly himself. No one was violent apart from Bly. Uh, so Bly fought to keep the ship. Yeah, Bly was like... Bitch! No! And he... So, um... So he was violent or everyone else was violent? No one else was violent. Of the 42 men on board, aside from Bly and Christian, 22 joined Christian and Munity. Two were passive and 18 remained loyal to Bly. So Fletcher Christian, our boy, has just mutinied the captain. Mm-hmm. Oh. John Fryer is now looking at Bly, being like, wouldn't have fucking happened if I was still your best mate? But I'm not. Yeah. So... 22 joined Christian immunity, two were passive, and 18 M- Mutiny. Remained. You said immunity both times. Oh, yeah, okay. Mutiny. I don't want to embarrass you the first yeah. time I noticed, but... Okay. We, can't, we can't let two mistakes happen. Oh. Yeah, they'll think we're not... This is a fact-based yeah, yeah, podcast. 100% facts. No mistakes. And immunity is not fact. Immunity. But I don't want to embarrass you because I wouldn't do that to you. Thanks, babe. In a letter to his wife, Bly said this. Pee-poo, pee-poo. <laughs> <laughs> pee-poo, pee-poo, on a boat, whoa, whoa. He said... Know then, my own dear Betsy, that I have lost the bounty. On the 28th of April, at daylight in the morning, Christian having the morning watch, he with several others came into my cabin while I was asleep, and seizing me, holding naked bayonets at my breast, tied my hands behind my back, and threatened instant destruction if I uttered a word. I, however, called loudly for assistance. But the conspiracy was so well laid that the officers' cabin doors were guarded by sentinels, so Nelson, Peckover, Samuels, or the master could not come to me. 
Why were they so horny? I was now dragged on deck and my shirt and closely guarded. I demanded of Christian the case of such a violent act and severely degraded for his villainy, but he could only answer, Not a word, sir, or you are dead. I I dared him to the act and endeavoured to rally someone to a sense of their duty, but to no effect. Dodgy Cat is the ideal casting for this role. (laughs) Although, you could say anything in that voice and it would be somewhat suggestive. Like, like, wait, 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 wait. Hello, and welcome to Secondhand Obsession, a podcast where each episode, one of us brings a topic that they have been obsessing over and see if they can make the other hosts obsess over it too. To hide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's perfect. Like insert the ninety-nine oh. balls of beer joke here. Oh. Um, also, as I as I questioned in my own presentation, yes, how are they sending these letters? Yeah, what fuck? Who, oh, oh. The, this is group of this is fans. great, right? So the reason that we know the mutiny happened like that is because Bly, from the very first day on board the bounty until the day, spoiler alert that he was rescued he kept a ship's log but apparently one of the most detailed and accurate logs ever in the Royal Navy's history so he sat for hours writing these entries and so when he wrote this letter it was in this big massive book that was the ship's log and the 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 whole transcript is um, sounds like a euphemism for a shit you do on a boat. <laughs> but also, <laughs> sorry. when they the presumably arrested him, Who? effectively, why, uh-huh. did he then go, oh, can I have my big book, please? They threw it onto the boat with him. There's a really famous painting, I don't know who it's by, of the mutiny, and it's what made the ship famous, because it's apparently one of the most famous mutinies at sea. Oh. One of so the he only was, successful. So he was put on another boat? So he was put on one of the lifeboats with uh, some other people that uh, will come up here. Good yes. For so, saying it, right? Sorry? You said it right Good this job time. for saying it. You said me. You learned. We gave you feedback and you took yeah. it on board. Growth. Growth, truly. Gross. You, you know, we, we were saying Ryan maybe wouldn't have a, a plot line character development. Here we go. We're growing. We're yeah. changing. Learning her you're to not be. just boy yeah. now. You're... Boy who reads. Maybe, maybe, maybe Stephen Moffat does have a chance of being a good writer one day. Well... <laughs> um, the Muniteers ordered Bly... No, no. <laughs> I got you! The Muniteers ordered Bly, two midshipmen, the surgeon's mate, and the ship's clerk into the ship's boat. Several more men voluntarily joined Bly rather than remain aboard. Bly and his men sailed the open boat 30 nautical miles, which is the equivalent of 56 kilometres... Why is nautical miles different than miles? Because it's very hard to measure a distance when you're on a boat. Mm. Keeps moving. Wouldn't stop. They went to Tofua. Couldn't find if that's where Tofu is from. Uh, It's just very vegan. No. You get jackfruit. You get. Uh, (laughs) I've just I've just remembered what happened in Tofu, and it didn't. I don't think they are vegan. Oh. Um, they went there in search of supplies, but were forced to flee after attacks by hostile natives resulted in the death and cannibalism of one of the men. Oh. Mm. So you know, not- after the, like, I feel like on this podcast so far, there's been a lot of, like, vaguely colonialist stories. Yeah. Truly, among the cannibals. Yeah. Among the cannibals. I mean, also, so far, I mean, in terms of the Darien scheme, the natives did win that one. Yeah, good. Briefly. <laughs> Very briefly. (laughs) (laughs) Bly then undertook an arduous journey to the Dutch settlement of Kupang, located over three and a half thousand nautical miles from Tofu. He safely landed there 
47 days later, having lost no men during the voyage except the one killed on Tofua. They also had, like, one canteen of fresh water. Oh. For 47 days, and they all survived. Wow. These people survived. And the movie, movie, they're, like, close to death when they get there. But you can only go, like... Ten days without war. Yeah. Do you ever drink someone's like free? Yeah, I'm gonna free. ask you again. <laughs> oh, that just went up my nose. <laughs> yeah, because it's have, three have minutes. Julia Fisher. Three minutes without air, three days without water, and three. Have you ever drank like piss? Weeks without food. I don't know. What are you saying? Have you, you ever just, drank piss? If you just drink piss, and you never—that's how you cure lack of war. Well. You know, it's like a you know a circle. You know those circles they make you do in like theater class where you all lean on each other and so everyone supports everyone. I've never been to a theater class. If you just drink piss, then everyone supports everyone, <laughs> and sorry. so that same water continues forever. Jen, this is the plot of the Human Centipede. He had a point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've, sorry, I've just had the most unpleasant wave water going on my nose, and I feel like. I'm going to vomit. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. It's just like an experience. I think it's maybe just because I haven't had water go up my nose for like a decade. Well, how'd you avoid that? I just don't go swimming. Oh. What, Julia? Do you ever go under the water in the bath and see how long you can hold your nose? Don't have a bath. Oh, oh my god, she's so dry. Oh! Actually, speaking of safely landing there 47 days later, having lost no men during the voyage except for the one killed on Tofu, we have today's sponsor. Ah, yes. Today's episode of Secondhand Obsessions is brought to you by our sponsor, Christ. Body and blood. Yeah, um, he's going for a new angle. Um, and so he contacted me and was like, hey, can I sponsor the podcast? I was like, um, let me get back to you. Check my calendar, kind of sent just some emails, I emailed him back and was like, yeah, I guess you can, what, what is it you want to talk about? And he was like, honestly, whatever. Um, he just wants to, you know, kind of disassociate from his, he wants to go solo. I feel like there's you know? a good new angle for him. Now everybody yeah. loves Marvel movies. Maybe he's one of the Avengers. Oh, that's a cool one. He's a Christ, our he, God. Christ. Hmm. He got some powers. That's exactly what... That's hurtful. That's exactly what he's trying to, like, step away from. He's know? not his dad. Yeah, he's literally not his father. Um, or maybe well, he could do... there was a lot of debate about that in the third century, but we can yeah. move on past that. <laughs> Never heard of the diet of worms. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we could... Uh, maybe he could do, like, a like a take that kind of thing where Robbie Williams mm. bailed. Yeah. Oh, my God. Better than... Christ's version of Rock DJ. Yeah. I'm ready. You definitely want to do Robbie Williams rather than... Well... Uh, Jason Orange? Gary Barlow? Gary Barlow was the one I was thinking Is Jason Orange a take that? Do you guys want to hear a joke? Yeah. Christ said this when they asked, when he went into the door shop, Uh and they said, what kind of door do you want? He went, I don't want to rock. But he did want Thanks, to Christ, for supporting today's episode. Yeah, it's oh a shame God. he just, just cannot just, write an ad copy uh, for shit. Just edit the 99 balls of beer joke over the. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, that stuff. I don't want to rock was pretty funny. If I, if I um, said it better, that's a pretty but funny also, joke. Okay, let's time to do Frankly, jokes if, I was, if I was Jesus, I wanted to keep my home secure. I think I would want a rock because he has proved that he can move a rock. I can't move a rock. <laughs> if I was trying to break Jesus' house, I'd be like, there's a rock here. I cannot open the door. Um, he'd prefer if you didn't call him Jesus. He's going by Christ, but with a Y instead of an I. Oh. You know, like a rebranding thing. Yes. Second in the Yeah. What? Chrysler. You really smell today. 
<laughs> what is this? These stinkies coming out of your mouth. Close them up. Well, um, but anyway, thanks. Thanks, Christ. Thanks, Christ. Thank for you. For being the coolest atheist in town. Yeah, and if, if you want to if you wanna send us one of your new singles or join the Avengers, let us know. Or stop being uh, alone. Yeah, tweet us on our... At Christ. <laughs> At Christ with a Y. So the mutineers sailed for the island of Dubai, where they tried to du- settle. Dubai. Dubai. Oh, the sequel. Yes. <laughs> so we're talking about Fletcher now. Yes. Uh, so the they, good guy, allegedly. Yeah, the good guy. <laughs> they went to Dubai, where they tried to settle. After three months of bloody conflict with the natives, however, they returned to Tahiti. Sixteen of the mutineers, including the four loyalists who had been unable to accompany Bly, remained there, taking their chances that the Royal Navy would not find them and bring them to justice. Uh-huh. Um, Wait, justice for what? What have they done wrong? They mutineered. Yeah, they were working for the Royal Navy, and so getting rid of your captain is against the rules. Oh, you would get court-martialed. Mm-hmm. Hang there. So interestingly, if everyone did it, can't hang all of them. So interestingly, well, only they can actually. <laughs> only Bly and half of the crew were Royal Navy. The rest of them were all just seamen that they brought in, and two of them were like mermaids. Little mermaids. <laughs> uh, all was Ariel there? Yeah. She was up front. She'd be, she'd be a rubbish sailor because she wouldn't be able to tell you anything. Or you stand on the boat. You well, I mean, depends on what point of the film you're talking about. At one point, she does have legs. <laughs> I am assuming I have never seen The Little Mermaid. Neither have I. <laughs> She's got legs at one bit. Okay, but you wouldn't... She trades her voice for want, legs. You wouldn't want her all the way at the top of the mast looking out through a telescope because she'd have to crawl all the way down and be like, oh, there's land over there. And that wouldn't be very good. She couldn't even tell you that. She'd have to, like, mime. Oh, yeah, no voice. Oh, because she's got legs. Yeah, she's got legs. Although, no if she voice. had that big tail, she could swim there and then come back and be like, there's land over there. Yes. I don't think she could swim faster than a boat. Maybe I, I, know, swim I can't fast. run faster than a car. Yeah, but boats need the wind. It could be a bad You're... wind day. But also, mermaids can go pretty quick. Canonically. How fast? Google it. How fast a mermaid? How fast is mermaid? Average speed of mermaid. Uh, 5.93 ms1. So the speed of a mermaid was calculated, which is faster than the average human, Mm -hmm. and bottlenose dolphin swimming speeds. That was compared to the swimming speeds of humans and dolphins, making the mermaid the fastest. Now ask, is a dolphin dolphin faster faster than than a ship? Oh. As, oh no, because they swim in front of it. You look we don't. We, I need evidence. This a is sail, an evidence and fact based podcast. Sail ship. Is a dolphin faster than a sail ship? How fast is a dolphin? 60 kilometres per we hour. We already know this. What? We yeah, already know how fast, fast, fast is. Dolphin. No, dolphin. Short beat common dolphin. 60 kilometres per hour. How fast is How ship? fast is a sail ship? 41. So she, Little Mermaid faster than the so, HMS yeah. Bowie. How fast is the dolphin? 60 kilometers. Don't, so how fast yeah, is the mermaid faster than the dolphin? Yes. I told you. So, if you have a ship and you're wanting to get uh, reconnaissance, hire a mermaid. Useful useful tips for ships. What do mermaids eat? Welcome. No, Cra- genuine question. What do mermaids eat? Crabs? The, no. soul of, <laughs> like the, the, the souls of men. What? Seagulls. Last Seagulls. Mer- they like jump out of the water and eat it with their hands. Some fish do that. They're just like... No, some fish eat yeah, birds. Yeah, no. Those fish, mermaids. Have you seen the video of the pigeon swallowing the rat? Oh my god. Oh fucking hell. I do not want to look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen it? No. Have you seen it? I've seen a video of a, I think a sea, yeah, no, a pigeon swallowing a rat. Yeah, no, that's a seagull, sorry. A seagull swallowing a rat. It goes, yeah, it's a big ass rat. Ryan, Ryan, mimes do not work on podcasts. Yeah, true, <laughs> especially that one. What, you won't hire a mime? 
You would hire Mime on a podcast? No. Mr. Mime. You're literally everything, Mr. Mime. everything that's wrong with the BBC. Yes. The, y- yes. Yes. <laughs> HMS Pandora was sent out by Mims. the Admiralty in November 1790 in pursuit of the bounty to capture the mutineers and bring them back to England to face a court-martial. At that time, the cost of mutineering was death by hand. Now, like these days in the Royal Navy, if you abandon or mutiny, I don't know what the punishment is. They wouldn't hang you. They wouldn't hang you. Not legal. You would get court-martialed and sent to prison for a long time, I suppose. But court-martials are a bit different than just a regular court. It's like a prison run by the military. Yeah. I don't know anything other than that, though. Um, so, the... Uh, <clears throat> the Pandora uh, arrived in March 1791 and captured 14 men within two weeks. They were locked away in a makeshift wooden prison in the Pandora's quarterdeck. Wait, where did they get these people from? From Tahiti. Oh, so they the were still there. No, the mutineers went back to Tahiti. Did you Did you miss that bit? No, I did get that, but I was just confused. I thought they'd left. So the mutineers no, 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 failed. So where did they go before they went back to Tahiti? Dubai. So too. they went to um, Dubai. Yes, they were attacked by the natives, okay. and so they returned to Tahiti. Okay. And they're just still in Tahiti. And they're still there. They're I just, just assumed they would have kept there. going. Yeah, 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 because some of them were afraid that the so Royal then, Navy would catch them. Then, then the HMS Pandora was sent by the Royal Navy. They arrived, and within two weeks, they captured 14 men. They but were, there was more men elsewhere. Yes, yes, yes. Cool. They were put in wooden prisons on the Pandora's quarterdeck. The men called their cells... Take Pandora's box! Yes, they oh. called them Pandora's box. They remained in their prison until the 29th of August 1791 when the Pandora was wrecked on the Great Barrier Reef with the loss of 35 lives. Wait, what? wait, the Great Barrier Reef is nowhere near to here. How many years is that? Uh, what? What? So they were, they got sent out and Fucking the Bermuda Triangle, my no, friends! No, no. Let me see a map. No, the Bermuda Triangle is in a different hemisphere. No, let me see the fuck. Let me see a map. Five months they spent before it got wrecked in the Great Barrier Reef. Oh, okay. With the loss of 35 lives, four of them were mutineers. Bermuda Triangle. Is there a route you could take that would take you through the Bermuda Triangle to get to the Great Barrier Reef? No. I mean, the routes these guys be taking. No, because. They go to the fucking West Indies to get to Tahiti. So let's. I am gonna have to do a, a visual image, guys. You, I just can't Julie's explain it in another way. So let's say America's here. Right. Yeah. The triangle is here. Tahiti is here. Burger Barrier Reef is here. Oh, so you could just yeah, because Great Barrier Reef is like off the coast of Australia. Okay. So, but if they went the long way, if they literally circumnavigated the globe in five months, then yes. Okay. Given I still, them, I still feel suspicious. It took them how long to get to Tahiti from Britain? Uh, so they set out in November 1790 and arrived in March 1791. So November, December... January? January, February, so four months. And then um, five, five months later, after they captured them, they crashed. Oh. But immediately after settling those 16 men ashore in Tahiti in 1789, Fletcher Christian, eight other crewmen, six Tahitian... He ate them? Yes. Um, eight other crewmen, six <laughs> Tahitian men, and 11 women, one with baby... He'd be very full after that. ...set sail in the bounty, and then he had a bounty for dessert. So wait, they came and got the mu- the mutineers, which sounds like a... But they didn't take the boat. Sounds like a shit 2012 indie... Like the courtineers. Or the court courtineers, another Co- one? Courtiners? Cortinas, yeah. Lumineers? Lumineers. Mutineers? at the Great Barrier Reef. That kind of a music. Yeah. Immediately after settling the 16 men ashore in Tahiti in September 1789, so before the Royal Navy get there, uh-huh. Fletcher Christian, another eight crewmen, yeah. six Tahitian men, 
11 women, one with baby, set sail in the bounty. Why didn't take hoping the Hoping to elude the Royal Navy because the others wanted to stay in Tahiti. Oh. They were like, we'll, we'll try our luck. The Navy surely won't come back here. We'll just live here because we're happy here. <laughs> the Navy won't the come Navy... to the place that we were last yeah. seen. And then the Navy showed up and captured all of them. And oh. then they all died. Five so all later. the ones that stayed? Yes. But, okay, but so but, but fucking hold on. Mel Gibson bo- shot his sh- shot. Shoe yes. is shot. What? Hello? Uh-huh. Mel Gibson is now in a boat. With eight crewmen, six Tahitian men, eleven women, one of them has a baby. Five gold. They, they get in the bounty to escape the Royal Navy. Okay. According to a journal kept by one of Christian's followers, Christian's followers. <gasps> it's time for our sponsor. <laughs> According to a journal kept by one of Fletcher Christian's followers, mm. the Tahitians were actually kidnapped when Christian oh. set sail without warning them. Oh, the purpose of this being to. Acquire the women. Oh, bloody hell. The mutineers passed through the Fiji and Cook Islands. Oh, bloody hell. Feared that they would be found there. Continuing their quest for a safe haven, on the 15th of January, 1790, they rediscovered Pitcairn Island. Oh, the paedophile one. What? Pitcairn Island is full of paedophiles now. Is it? There's like 50 people that live there and six of them are paedophiles. Oh my god. And you're not allowed to go there if you're a child. Oh my god. Okay, wait. Okay, so hold on. What? They discovered Pitcairn Island. Can we talk about something unproblematic on the podcast? (laughs) Continuing their quest for a safe haven. Oh no, actually, I think I'm going to talk about eugenics. (laughs) Sorry, going to interrupt the podcast talking about eugenics. Going to make a little episode about my favourite boy, Adolf Hitler. (laughs) He's a problematic face, what can I say? I just love his paintings. (laughs) Fucking hell. Yeah, there's loads of pedophiles there. We're not going to talk about it, though. This podcast believes that pedos are bad, um, and we kind of fell into a little conversation hole about pedos, and we don't want to go there. Yeah, we are We are going to come out on the vanguard of the first podcast to be against pedophilia. <laughs> <laughs> pedos are not yummy for your ears, yeah. and that's what we respect No pedos, no cops. That's our, our bottom line. A cab, a cap. No. A cab, no. a cab. <laughs> The B doesn't stand for policeman. Cops are people. A Maybe we should turn back to Christ. Oh, truly, Ryan, please. Christ is in Fletcher. Christian. No, away so from that. Continuing one. their quest for a safe haven, they rediscovered Pitcairn Island, oh. which had been misplaced on the Royal Navy's charts. They so, just lost the island. Yeah, so they were like, "Fuck it, they, that's invisible to them. We go there." After the decision was made to settle on Pitcairn, livestock and other provisions were removed from the bounty. To prevent the ship's detection and anyone's possible escape, the ship was burned on the 23rd of January 1790 they could have in what is now well. called Bounty Bay. <gasps> also, the ship's in the water and they set it on fire. So it could have a proper funeral. Well, they just, yeah. The mutineers remained undetected on Pitcairn until February 1808 when sole remaining mutineer John Adams and the surviving Tahitian women and their children were discovered by the Boston sealer Topaz, commanded by Captain Mayhew Folger of Nantucket, Massachusetts. 17 years later, in 1825, HMS Blossom, on a voyage of exploration under Captain Frederick William Beachy, arrived on Christmas Day of Pitcairn and spent 19 days there. Bring in the new year? Yeah. But then going back to 1808, Christian's okay. group were discovered, like I say, in 1808, by which time only one... So you were just telling us that more unrelated people went to Pitcairn Island some years later. Yes. Cool. Cool. Christian's group remained undiscovered until 1808, by which time only one mutineer, John Adams, remained alive. 
almost all of his fellow mutineers, including Christian, had been killed, either by each other or by Polynesian companions. No action was taken against Adams. Descendants of the mutineers and their Tahitian captives live on Pitcairn in the 21st century. That's the fate of Christian. So Our protagonist. Who sh- I think I think is a good thing is dead. Yeah, he gonna, is. Yeah. Gonna step out there, say he's a bad man. Yeah. Some people can be dead and that's okay. Yes. yes. Now, in October 1790, Bly was honourably acquitted at the court-martial inquiring into the loss of the bounty. Because he got mutinied, mm-hmm. as is Royal Navy tradition, mm-hmm. you have to go against the board of the people who run the Royal Navy in a court-martial, and they decide your fate. He could have been hung. What? For, for getting mutinied. What? But he was promoted for his bravery Good. and continued as a sea captain. Hmm. I don't know why you thought he was the bad guy in this. Because he it's kicked like dogs he, in he that owned, one scene. He, owned he slaves, did kick that dog. He owned slaves and he was oh. a very hard disciplinarian. disciplinarian. Oh. oh my god, this is so good, right? In April to May, 1797, Bly was one of the captains whose crews mutinied <laughs> over issues of pay, uh, air quotations, issues of pay and involuntary service for common seamen during the Nor mutiny. The mutiny was not triggered by any specific actions by Bly. The mutiny's quotations were widespread and involved a fair number of English ships. Two times in this man's life as a captain, he has been mutinied because he's a disciplinarian. People didn't like him. Again acquitted, he was given control of something larger than a ship. Okay? What? What is larger than a ship? Bly had gained a reputation as a firm disciplinarian. And not a successful one. Accordingly, he was offered the position of Governor of New South Wales on the recommendation of Sir Joseph Banks, our botanist from before, who was president of the Royal Society and the main sponsor of the breadfruit expeditions. Where did the breadfruit end up? Yeah, what happened to this breadfruit? It was still on the... They ate it on the bounty. That's why it's so expensive to eat, Jack. They took it on the picking. They can't even give any to us. No, they've died. This is why we've never had breadfruit. Um, Ah, truly. (laughs) So... Bly is now the governor of New South Wales and this day, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he was appointed in March 1805 at £2,000 per annum. There you go. How much is that in today's money? £2,000. £5,000. So in 1805, how much is £2,000? £12,000. Oh, wait, no. £5,000 a year isn't that much money, is it? No, no, no it's really not. Uh, it's like poverty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's say a uh, hundred grand. Forty grand. 168,628 in today's money. So does that mean I get paid that now? Because I get it right. No. Twice the pay of the retiring governor at the time, Philip Gidley King. Just because Joseph Banks was a socialite and was like, I like this boy, give him more money. Also, just because he's in charge of the Royal Society, how does that get to make him decide who owns Australia? (laughs) I don't know. Oh no, it's just a little part of Australia. It's a very large part of Australia, actually. (laughs) So, Bly arrived in Sydney on the 6th of August, 1806, to become the fourth governor, as his wife, Elizabeth, had been unwilling to... Do you remember Betty from the the letter? Betsy! Yes. Yeah. As his wife, Elizabeth, had been unwilling to undertake a long sea voyage, Bly was accompanied by his daughter, Mary Putland, who would be the lady of the government house. Mary's husband, John Putland, was appointed as William Bly's aide-de-camp. So they go... 
It's Bly and Bly's daughter. Bly's daughter marries John Putland, who then became Bly's right hand man. First mate, best mate. Yeah, yeah, but they're not on a ship anymore, so just best friend. So they're just chilling in Australia, and like we. During his time in Sydney, his confrontational administrative style provoked the wrath of a number of influential settlers and officials. They included the landowner and businessman John MacArthur and prominent Crown representatives, such as the colony's principal surgeon. Thomas Jameson, as well as senior officers of the New South Wales Court. Wales, not Wales. Uh, Jameson and his military associates were defying government regulations by engaging in private trading ventures for profit, a practice which Bly was determined to put a stop to. So there's some high up people doing some things and Bly is like, I don't like corruption, I'm going to take you down. Mm. Can you guess what happened next? You got mutinied. mutinied. The conflict between Bly and the entranced colonists culminated in another mutiny. The Rum Rebellion, when on the 26th of January 1808, 400 soldiers of the New South Wales Corps, under the command of Major George Johnson, marched on Government House in Sydney to arrest Bly. He was imprisoned on board a ship called the Porpoise for two years until 1810, when the Navy declared the actions a mutiny. So when the UK were like, what happened in Australia? That's a mutiny, that's illegal. Bly received a backdated promotion (laughs) to Rear Admiral, so he wasn't captain anymore. In 1814, he was promoted again to Vice Admiral of the Blue. Perhaps significantly, he never again received an important command. Though, with the Napoleonic Wars almost over, there would have been few fleet commands available anyway. Oh my god. So this man, throughout his career, was mutinied three times. Um, And when he was mutinied on a... He was thrown off a boat onto an island, and then that happened again. And then when he was in charge of land, he got thrown onto a boat. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) It's a bit of a shame for him, but he... I mean, no one at that time... He was a wealthy white man. No one yeah. at that time was great. Is that Artel? He failed his way upwards to running a state. Literally, I feel like that's pretty good. Is that Artel? Uh, yeah. Why? Oh, okay. Why are you obsessed with it? What's your in your words? When I built the model, I got really into it and watched the movie, and it was just it's just a very interesting story. Also, the painting is really nice. It's along the same lines as why I'm into Alcatraz because of this idea of like this anarchy thing that happened. I suppose I don't know because escape from chaos. Yeah. But, like, historical chaos. When I built the boat, because I've built... Every time I build something, I find out information about it. It adds a bit of history to why you How did you get into building things? Quarantine started. Mm-hmm. And I was very bored and mm-hmm. saw a video pop up on my YouTube and was like, oh, I might get into that. And then looked up about Revel starter kits, the Airfix ones, the Spitfire that everyone makes. And then I made the Chieftain Mark V tank over there. And then I made the bounty, which was the first ship. You made a plane, but the bounty was your favourite. Yeah, it has the best story. I also love that it's famous just because it got mutinied. I think that's pretty funny. Just, yeah. Have lots of people built the bounty? Is the bounty also? Yeah, it's one of the, like, cheap starter ones for a a sail ship. And the scale of it is, like, pretty easy to get. Okay, it's triple masted. It's Mm -hmm. got a nice big stick at the front. (laughs) Um, (laughs) There's some rigging on it. Mm. And a wheel up the back to steer it. Wheel goes at the back? Yeah. Surely you've got the the wheel at the front so you can see. But you've got the rudder, which is at the back, because otherwise you'd have to have all the mechanisms reaching all the way. Just running up and down the ship? Well, you have other people. You have person. Oh. You've got aerial at the top of the mast. Nest. You've got the aerial at the top of the mast. <gasps> so you get the signal. <laughs> aerial from the little GPS. mermaid. Yeah. She always has to be at the top. Yeah. Sometimes they pin her to the front of the boat. And if you want to build a, a model of the bounty at home, you're allowed. 
<laughs> yes, and it's quite that, enjoyable. If you're a, a baby, which you shouldn't be, because this mm. podcast is no babies allowed. Yeah. But you know, fuck it, use the scissors the glue, without parental consent. The glue tastes pretty funky as well. You should try that. Especially if, you're a baby. if if a baby can build a model as a bounty, they are allowed to listen. But no other babies. No babies. Other than the ones that are deeply dexterous. Yes. <laughs> deeply dexterous baby. Anyway, let's Do go you want your questions. questions. Okay. It's time for the quiz. It's time for the quiz. Na 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 quiz. Nine nine quizzes. Nine okay. nine quizzes of quiz on the quiz. Nine nine quizzes of let's, quiz. Let's recap who is in the lead of the quiz board. Oh, Julia! It's actually me, because I've won every, every quiz I've been a part one. of. I won the other one. I've won every quiz I've been a part of, if you let me finish my sentence. Oh, because Julia... T- I gave you that quiz. One. What do you mean you gave it to me? I can't win the quiz that I'm giving the questions for. What? That's what I'm going to go for this time. I'm going to answer before you. <laughs> um... What are your buzzer noises? Oh shit! It's gotta be something relevant. Yes. Um, it, uh, Bly. Bly. First question: Who was the captain of the ship? <laughs> Mine is gonna be Mel Gibson is bad. Okay. Um, you both have to wait for the full question to be asked. Mm-hmm. If you don't, unless the other person gets it wrong, you're not allowed to answer. Okay. Okay. Question one. What was the name of the first mate who overthrew and mutinied on the bounty? Bly. Mel Gibson is bad. Fletcher Christian. It was Fletcher Christian. Fuck. One point to Julia. Fuck. 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 Okay, that was pretty easy. Okay, okay. Question two. Who was the last remaining mutineer found on the Pitcairn Island? Mel Gibson is bad. Uh, Chris Adams. Bly. Adams, West Adams. John Adams. Stop. Adams. It was John Adams. The founding father. Who's Adam West? After what the person played Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Question three: How much did William Bly make when appointed as governor of New South Wales? Uh, Malcolmson is bad. He made five thousand. Bly, two thousand. Yes, one hundred and sixty-eight thousand in contemporary money. Bonus question. Which is why I said don't give up. Worth four points. Oh, I gave up and I fucked myself. Oh my god, yeah. Actually, the bonus question is worth four points. So every other win. answer I've given win. has been points. <laughs> I could win still. We're not playing pointless. Okay, go. Say the question. Say the question. How many guns were mounted on the bounty in total? Mel Gibson is bad. Three. I'll go with four. Okay. So neither of you got it right. How many? 14. Okay. <laughs> I was closer. But Julia still won. I'll tell you about the guns. Oh. Uh, it happened right in the first paragraph. Yeah, no, I remember there was guns. Yeah. <laughs> and I said it four times. Oh my god. Oh, fucking hell. After conversion for the breadfruit expedition, she was equipped with four cannons and ten swivel guns. I remember saying it four times because every time I saw That's something like that was like... ten guns then and four cannons. Different. Sorry? Hello? Guns in total... A well, cannon we st- a gun. We were still 100% wrong if 10 was the answer. Yeah, well. Well, Christ, thank you for sponsoring today's video. You're obsessed, again. I am obsessed. That's um, three points to one point I'm to none. What is, the most, what is the most interesting thing you heard today? Well, the breadfruit. I was trying to think of something that was not bad. <laughs> breadfruit. I genuinely like want to s- s- sort of find out some breadfruit. And see what it tastes yeah. like. Yeah. Like, surely it I must agree. be 
must be a, must be a great thing that you've got to travel halfway across the world yeah. for. I'm well, gonna... at the time they had to travel across the world, but now you could probably just find them in Lidl. They did not have Greggs at the time, so how do we know? If they did, they could yeah. buy two hundred and sixty something. Yeah. Yeah. I like the cannibals actually. The cannibals were definitely the, the most protagonists. Oh, the the best yeah. good guys. The cannibals and also the sea, because the sea did kill sea so a noble. few people. Thirty-five. Yeah, thirty-five people. You know, okay. how many? How many seas have people killed? So guys, I'm looking at where you can buy breadfruit from. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. You can get it on Amazon, but they're out right now. And the way that they sell it, I don't want to buy produce on Amazon. Jeff Bezos called, got to come round with his own breadfruit. It's called Tropical Sun Jamaican Breadfruit Slices and Salted Water. Oh. So it's, so it's like tins, but you can also get them in Morrison's. Oh. But they're tinned. But they no longer stock them, so you can't. So I lied. Or you can get them at CaribbeanSupermarket.co.uk. And they didn't sponsor this episode, though. No, no. Unless don't... Christ has started moving into the breadfruit game. But um, Fletcher Christian um, has just knocked on the door, and he's going to come in for a cup of tea. Oh hi! So we're we'll gonna, go and get. We're going to beat him to death. Yes, no, I would like. That. <laughs> okay, we're going to go beat up some men from history. Woo! I have been Genevieve. If I don't win the next round, I'm going to throw a tantrum, Jagger. I've been Julia, enemy of paedophiles Fisher. And I've been Ryan, bitch, I'm a monster, no good bloodsucker, fat motherfucker, now look who's in trouble. As you run through the jungles, all you hear is rumbles, can you wear samples? Here's one for example, Morgan. And this has been Secondhand Obsessions. 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 Secondhand fucking Obsessions. I wonder how long you'd have to say nine nine sing nine nine balls of beer on the wall.